So the time has finally come. We had on our very first guest. I hope y'all are excited. You should be. It's a good one. It's actually a killer episode. Dives into topics that we definitely don't have the expertise in. We're done hearing ourselves talk. We're having a guest speaker series where we have on friends and people that we're meeting through this community who really are doing both, whatever that means to them, and just bring some different topics and expertise to not only you guys, but to Ashley and I as well. And our first guest, we had on episode 12, Maddie Ireland, founder, CEO of <laughs> Munchin' with Maddie. Content creator, community builder. If you're an OG listener, she's been mentioned in, honestly, almost every single one of our episodes. I know. <laughs> we are huge fans. She is my girl crush. For those who have not heard us yet talk about Munchin' with Maddie, she is... A 23-year-old rock star who has a food blog. And by that, I mean she started an Instagram account in college. And she decided to skirt corporate America the way that most of us wish that we could and pursue her passion for food and sharing amazing recipes and what food and social media means to her through an Instagram account called Munchin' with Maddie. And with that, I think we can probably jump right into the episode. So enjoy, guys. I feel weird that the cameras are there, but like I should be looking at you. Yeah. But I'm like, hey. (laughs) Sorry, that's probably like really loud. Quite literally munching. (laughs) Literally munching with the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we? We shall. <laughs> this is going to be so difficult because Court and I are sharing a mic. Me and Ash might make out. I don't know. <laughs> okay, I have it up. Take it away. <laughs> Welcome to the You Can Do Both podcast. I'm Court. This is Ashley. And we have a very special guest today. We have a guest, period, actually. We've never had a guest before. Our first ever guest. How excited are we? We are so excited. Today we have on Munchin with Maddie. (laughs) That's my name. (laughs) If you're a loyal listener, you know exactly who we're talking about. I've already gotten the shout out like three times. Exactly. Exactly. For very good reason. So we could not have thought of a better person to invite on. She really is the epitome of someone who does both, but more so in the sense that she just has paved the way for herself. And it's so cool and so inspirational. And we just cannot wait to have her on the show today. I feel like you guys have heard like little tidbits every now and again. So Maddie Ireland, who Hello. are you and what is much with Maddie? <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me on. When Court texted me, I was like, so excited, but also secretively pooping my pants because... <laughs> I knew that I was the first one on, and I've also never recorded a podcast, so this is pretty terrifying, but we're going to do our best, and you know, maybe it'll go better than we expect. If not, they can cut it all out, (laughs) and I just wasted their time. (laughs) No, you're already doing a great job. Thanks. Okay, so who am I? This is like a loaded question. I feel like people ask me this on Instagram sometimes, too, and I just genuinely have no idea what to say. Really quick, they ask you, who are you? Well, I mean, like... If you 
put in those polls that are like, ask me anything. They'll ask you these really deep questions. I'm like, I I really don't know. (laughs) Wow. I cook food. That's all I know. (laughs) No, but I feel like, okay, so I'll give you the boring answer first. So the boring answer is just like basics about me. So as Court said, my name is Maddie Ireland. I'm 23. I always forget my age, honestly. I do too. You are not alone in that. Like I could be 18. I could be 30. Or I could be any age in the middle. Not sure. Um, okay. So I was born in Vermont, raised in Vermont. And then I went to Bentley, which is how I know Courtney and Ashley. But we actually weren't friends in college, which is kind of funny. We totally just like reconnected after college. I mean, we knew of each other, but it's been fun to to get closer and I've been an avid listener of the (laughs) podcast so yeah I went to Bentley and then ended up moving here into Boston in September or October to start a job in public accounting which you know it lasted about five months (laughs) gave gave it all I had and then now I do munching with Maddie full-time, which I know we're going to talk a lot about, so I'll, I'll leave that for later. So that was the boring answer. Those are the basics, you know, the fun facts. But my real answer about who I am is that, like, I just don't know who I am because I'm Amen going through that. such a transition phase in my life right now, and it's kind of calling into question, like, everything I thought I knew about myself or, like, these borders I had for myself. Um, so trying to figure that out, it's a journey. And I think a lot of people our age get really antsy about that. Like they want to know who they are and like just have their shit together. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this, but I just did. Yeah, you can. Forking. (laughs) (laughs) She's a loyal listener. (laughs) That's what you need to make merch with. Forking. Well, maybe that could be like sexual. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's like a sexual term, so we don't want that, but like something to consider. Honestly, that'd work for Munch with Maddie. <laughs> True. It oh could my be God, dual merch. Yes. Munch oh with collab? Maddie X, you can do both. Ooh, I'm here for it. I'm also here for <laughs> it. We kind of cut you off there. Going from the corporate world and then pursuing this entire content creation. So I think it's as scary as it is to not fully know who you are. It's such an exciting time. You're gonna learn so much about yourself. I'm yeah. jealous. Honestly, there's been so much growth in the past year, not even just like with work, but personal and like my relationship with food and exercise, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about. But it's just crazy because like you look back on something that was a year ago and like you can't even remember that version of you, even though one year is such a small amount of time in the grand scheme of things. It's crazy how much can change. Well, Let's dive even deeper because I feel like that was a really great just like overall who you are and like you're really just trying to figure yourself out as I feel like most people are our age. But let's get into the Munch with Maddie origin story. Like how did that even begin? Oh my gosh. This is like kind of embarrassing I feel like. Actually someone the other day who's a founder of like a food brand asked me how I came about being an influencer and I was like first of all that's a weird way to word it because like I I just don't associate with the word influencer because I just don't feel very influential like I'm just a normal person I like to think of myself as like a content creator or like a recipe developer or a foodie things like that but Munchin' with Maddie started I think it was the summer going into my sophomore year of college 
and at that point we just had no responsibilities you know like nobody had internships yet all of that so I had a ton of free time and I always had loved to cook growing up so I just decided to start it and at that point in my life I was kind of weightlifting and macro tracking macro counting so the original username was actually macros with Maddie I don't know if you guys know that oh no I didn't know that I was an OG follower just because I had a food Instagram back in the day too. So, oh my God, little girl big eats if anyone wants to check it out. I forgot about that. that. It was like mostly like restaurants. It was most, yeah, it was never, oh my God, it was just pictures that I took of my food with my like professional camera. And that's why I think it like popped off for a hot second, but (laughs) by no means was it ever something, but that's why I followed you because I was like a fellow foodie at Bentley. See, that's funny because like. I remember that account, but I don't even think I realized it was you. Really? Or like maybe I did in the moment, but like that, I don't know, that stage of life was no, just that so makes different sense. than like That makes this. a lot of sense. I didn't do anything with it. Honestly, it was a travel account, guys. <laughs> I don't know why I keep, I keep putting my hands over the microphone as if I'm telling you a secret. Like what the fuck is that? <laughs> that might be better because then it won't be so quiet facts but no it was my travel Instagram account when I was abroad and I happened to take so many food photos so then I just archived my other ones and then I just like naturally had 600 followers on this food account that no one actually cared about the food no shame no shame life hack (laughs) (laughs) anyway back to Maddie (laughs) anyways um so it was called macros with Maddie and um so most of my recipes at that point were like very macro friendly you know I was eating all of those whatever trigger trigger warning like all of the low calorie like low sugar creepy chemical added products and like featuring a lot of those on my Instagram but it was basically just an outlet to like share my recipes when I had a bunch of free time and then I went back to school and Obviously, I was in a dorm, so I just had that little kitchenette with, like, a sink. That was all I was working with was a sink. And so I was posting, like, overnight oats and stupid things like that that anyone can make. But I was having fun with it. And then I kind of took a break for a while just because, like, I studied abroad. And it just didn't seem super reasonable with the college lifestyle sometimes. And then started back up. I think the beginning of 2021 and that's when I wanted to change my username to munching with Maddie (laughs) almost just said macros with Maddie (laughs) munching with Maddie was the new name and because at this point I just totally disassociated from all of that macro tracking and whatnot that I was into beforehand and this I just felt fit me more because it was just like food like a fun whimsical foodie name not putting so much pressure around like it being super nutritious although I do kind of focus on that at the beginning of 2021 obviously the pandemic was going on and I moved back home for second semester of senior year so I was living in an apartment with a full kitchen kind of had no excuse not to be cooking and I took it almost as a sign that this was time to start it back up and I had a lot of encouragement from family and friends who loved macros with Maddie. They were like, why don't you bring it back? It was so fun. And I did it. And I kind of went full force. Like I, I whipped out my professional camera, like you were saying. 
And I was like, you know, if I'm going to do, I'm going to do it all out. Like, that's just how I am. So I was like waking up. I remember because I was studying for CPA exams at the same time. So I would wake up at like the ass crack of dawn, like 8 a.m. Okay, that's not that early. But I mean, wake up and start cooking at like 8 a.m. Like Kyle's still asleep. I'm cooking up like French onion soup in the kitchen, cranking out a bunch of recipes and then like going to study the rest of the day. So it was kind of crazy, but also fun. And like I had nothing else to do because it was a pandemic. So it was fine. Okay, so I have a question. So you started this as Macros with Maddie. Just what did you start it with the intention of it becoming almost like a side hustle or was it just like a fun little passion project? Definitely not. Um, I think at that point in my life, I didn't even realize people did this for a living. And I also think it was a little less common because this was what, like 2017 or 18. Like, I don't think influencers were as much of a normalized thing back then so yeah I honestly didn't know that people could make money or how they could make money from it so I never really thought of it as being anything other than a hobby at that point so then when you're talking about getting you're gonna take it seriously you're gonna go all in like with the camera was that when your wheels started to turn a little bit yeah I would say like in that time frame Like I was saying, influencers started to become more of a thing. And like I was still following along with all of the food people, even though I wasn't like actively posting during that hiatus. And I was seeing like more and more people talking about it openly that they make like a lot of money doing this and that they were able to leave their corporate job and blah, blah, blah. blah. So I guess I saw the potential there, but still I didn't know that like back end of things. Yeah. I hadn't done it yet myself you said that you changed from macros with Maddie to munching with Maddie what sparked that kind of rebrand were you treating food differently like were you treating exercise and like your relationship with food is that kind of what sparked it or like was that not even kind of at the forefront of your mind you just liked the way that it sounded and that it was less like fitness or like health focused Yeah, I definitely changed the name in line with my own personal transition away from macros and stuff. And I don't know, like I was trying to think back and I honestly don't know what that one like pivotal time was when I decided like, oh, I'm going to stop macro tracking or like not being so crazy about food. Yeah, I really don't know what it was, but in a way I kind of swung from one end of the spectrum to the other. So like instead of being all like, low calorie, low fat, low whatever, high intensity exercise. I went to like the super nerdy like nutrition aspect. So I was reading all these books like How Not to Die and like I don't know if you've heard of them. They're just like very stereotypical fat like nutritiony books. And so I was learning more about like superfoods and like collagen, those type of wellness trends. Mm-hmm. So it was still in like diet culture kind of, but it was kind of masked with this sense of you're doing the right thing and like this isn't toxic if that makes any sense so I was like oh I'm getting away from the macro tracking and I'm doing this and this is progress but as I've realized more and more now that is still like obsessive and or like it can get obsessed obsessive not everyone takes it that far but for me I did so I swung to the other side of the spectrum and 
so did my Instagram sharing more of those type of wellnessy trends. And that's when I switched to munching with Maddie. And honestly, I'm still kind of trying to navigate that whole food freedom thing. It's like an ongoing process. I think I've made so much progress since then, but still like there's a lot to go. I feel like what we talk about a lot on this podcast is everything is like ebbs and flows. Everything comes in waves. So I think it's normal for you to always kind of feel that way about your relationship with food, especially because different times bring different feelings and different like trends and different like research that comes out. Like it always makes you question your current like practices and habits and makes you evolve into kind of who you are. So that's totally normal. But I think that's really awesome that you were able to kind of pivot your social into who you are as a person. Like as you grow, it grows with you. And that's just telling of your page being an extension of yourself. And I love that. I think that's how it should be. I think that's how the most successful accounts and passion projects become people's kind of full times or how they're so successful is because it's so authentic to who they are. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I think just one more thing adding on to that at least for me as a consumer of other people's content, I feel like you come for the recipes or you come for the fashion inspo, whatever it is, but you ultimately stay for the person. Love that. I I mean, I hope that's the case with like my community. I hope they're around more for me than just the food. Um, Cause I think it's social media has such, power in that respect to like bond people over shared experiences or struggles and it's beautiful I don't know just a little sappy yeah I I couldn't resonate with that more like it really is a connector so let's talk about your growth so when did you really see like when you decided to finally like pursue everything that you really had waking up at the ass crack of dawn to like put a lot of effort towards it like when did you start seeing the return because I also think that's why a lot of people don't stick with it is because they don't see the return fast enough and the followership fast enough tell us about your path and it's so cool to have like seen you start as macros with Maddie and today what's your follower count is it last I checked yesterday it was 66 I kid you not guys I look at Munch with Maddie's account like every week and I kid you not there's like 10k new followers at least every week <laughs> tell me I'm wrong she can't I think she you're can't. exaggerating she a can't. little bit <laughs> <laughs> she's being timid <laughs> but okay that's a good question so I feel like a lot of people aren't gonna believe this ex- especially like the new followers if they listen if they listen I don't know why they would but <laughs> so I would say I started in January 2021 and then By September, like right when I was moving to Boston, I had around 2,500 followers. And I remember at that point, like when I would get 10 followers a day, I was like hyped, like dancing around the apartment, like bragging to Kyle, like, oh my God, like I got 10 followers. And he was so happy. He was hyping me up too. Uh, Kyle, by the way, is my boyfriend. I didn't specify that, but I'll probably talk about him a lot because he's a big piece of my life. (laughs) Um... And then honestly, I think it was November, December. I took like 
a two week break maybe from Instagram because I was noticing that I was focusing on the numbers a lot. And also I had just started the transition to my corporate job in public accounting. So it was like a lot going on for me to be able to do it all. And so I was like, I'm just going to take a little break, reset my mind and perspective around it. And while I was on my break, like my account kind of popped off. Um, It all started with this one video. It's a sausage breakfast video, like sausage, eggs, avocado. And it went viral for literally no good reason because it's a terrible video. It took me like... Was this an Instagram reel? Yes. Took me like five seconds to edit. It's literally me putting like eggs on top of arugula (laughs) (laughs) but everyone (laughs) i think it went viral because everyone was so mad in the comments about all the saturated fat they're like this is not healthy blah 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 of course honestly the haters were my motivators they little do they know they like made the algorithm be like oh this is a good video i'm gonna keep putting it out there so it went viral super random and then honestly I've noticed when one video goes viral, like it kind of just, it's like a loop. So then all the videos after that were kind of popping off too. And so I was like on my Instagram hiatus, but like was noticing behind the scenes that my account was growing to like 10,000 followers. I was like, what, what is going on? Like, I'm not even posting right now. And I mean, I know it shouldn't be this way, but that got me kind of excited. And I was like, oh, like, now I have like a new sense of like drive for this yeah. um, and motivation to like pick it back up and keep going. So once my break was over, I decided to get back into it. But I was like, I am promising to myself that I'm going to go into this with a better mindset than I had before. And like, I'm going to do this just for me and not for the followers or the likes or the views. So that was really that's been my anchor ever since then and sometimes I stray away from it it's really hard not to just given the nature of it but at the end of the day that's that's my goal since then it's obviously grown a lot more but I've been putting more into it as well yeah well you're very real heavy talk about that talk about how that helped you gain exposure to non-followers and do you have a secret sauce (laughs) a secret sauce Reels are essential. If you're a content creator and you're not making reels, I'm sorry, but you have to make reels. Yeah, no option. <laughs> like, I mean, if if static posts make you happy, just do static posts. But like, don't be mad if your account isn't growing. Yeah. That's my perspective, at least. Reels are just, they get so many new eyes on your content. I don't have a secret sauce. I have noticed, though, for my videos, the ones that have done really well are ones that are super snappy and like quick. And I've gotten some people that are like, oh, this makes me nauseous. Like, can you slow down the video? But like, this is my style. I like it. It does well. So I'm going to keep doing it. I use the app like InShot, which I just basically throw together freaking three hours worth of cooking videos in there and trim it down. And I'm not going to lie. It takes like honestly three hours per video, which is mind boggling. But it's so satisfying at the end to see the final result and be like, I did that. Yeah, you did. Your videos are so satisfying because they Thank are like you. quick cuts and it's like boom. And then like the, um, what is it? Like the ASMR almost. Oh, yeah. Is so satisfying. Sure. Was there a certain point or a number that you reached where you were like, okay, now I can actually think of this as like a full time situation for myself? 
Yeah. Um, I was starting to get a lot more brand emails around like 18,000 followers. And that's when I was kind of like trying to crunch the numbers in my head and like forecast what it could be like if I did it full time. But also I kind of have a hot take on this. I know a lot of people who are content creators who wait to transition to this full time until their income like matches that of their corporate job. I did not do that, but I also think that my situation was a little unique because I was in busy season of public accounting and like I really didn't think I was going to survive. So it was like time was of the essence. Like it kind of felt like a quick decision, but also one that I had been thinking about for a long time. Um, so I was at about about like 32,000 followers when I quit. Definitely could have waited longer, but then I was like thinking in my head, like I had all these arbitrary dates set for myself like oh I'll just make it to this or I'll just make it to this and then I'll quit but I was like why life is too short and I value my mental health and my happiness so much more than any paycheck I guess let's like dig into this a little bit because this is something that I am I admire so much about you so as you said you had a corporate job in public accounting fresh out of school you moved to the city you started working there your Instagram started to pop off. What was that decision-making process like for you? Because that's, I mean, that's huge. You got, did you, you got your CPA or? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you spent all this time studying, you went to college and then to really make the decision like, no, like this is what makes me happy. That's, I couldn't even imagine. That's very admirable. Thank you. It was honestly tumultuous. <laughs> Like, I'm a very indecisive person, and I think it stems from just, like, a lack of self-confidence at this point in my life. Um, So I lean on other people a lot to help me make decisions, like people I trust, including Kyle and my family and close friends. Um, So honestly, if I didn't have so much support from them, I don't think I would be able, I would have been able to make such a big leap of faith. But I did have their support and I think they saw like when I was talking to my mom about it, she was like, I look forward to going on Instagram at the end of the day. And like no matter how bad of a day I've had, like I look at your Instagram and it lights me up and I see that you do that for so many other people. And emotional. (laughs) So she was like, at the end of the day, like I support you no matter what you want to do. I can tell it makes you happy and it makes other people happy. So that was like the validation I needed to hear. And Kyle, my boyfriend, is a very entrepreneurial. I can never say that word. I can't either. I, I kind of like a little bit. Blah, blah. <laughs> but um, that word. He's a very that word. <laughs> um, so I think he was kind of pushing me the whole time, like in a good way, not like an aggressive way, but just like supporting me and believing in me um so I just did it you know I talked about it for a while and then I just did it there's never a good time to do it especially busy season in public accounting quitting is like literally unheard of and I got a lot of shit for it to be honest people were talking behind my back and maybe I didn't go about it right but I did what was best for me and literally have zero regrets that matters like at the end of the day like you need to do what's good for your mental health what's good for your sanity Mm -hmm. and 
they're probably just jealous. I'm not going to lie. When I, do you know how many people I know in accounting that literally hate their jobs? They would be dying to go yeah. do a passion project and actually have it take off. Yeah. And I feel like you're just the epitome of like you, whatever you put in, you're going to get out of it. And you took that leap of faith, which most people don't have the courage to do themselves or they didn't get this sign or they didn't, something didn't happen to them where they were, they decided that this should be a risk that they should take and that should transcend in like everyone's lives. Like you put in what you get out. If you're going to put every ounce of your energy and time and being and passion into something, you're going to eventually see returns. Yeah. It was also like, what's the worst that could happen? Like it totally flukes and I took three months off and then I go back to public accounting. Like, yeah, it, I always had, I had passed the CPA exam. So I always had that as a, like a fallback plan and like I had a college degree like I knew I would be fine I was like I'm just gonna uh, I have no idea what that is (laughs) (laughs) it's my belly (laughs) (laughs) low-key you might hear some gurgles from my chest I don't know what's going on I had grapefruit before this (laughs) Courtney (laughs) anyways I don't remember what I was saying what were you talking about all right. Well, that's okay. I feel like we closed that chapter. I did want to talk about your transition from the mm. corporate world because I feel like a lot of people are interested in that. I think now we could probably, I feel like there's so many questions we could ask about social media in general. And I've personally never met someone that's on the, known someone personally that's on the side of content creation. And it's such a big thing right now. So I think a lot of people are curious to hear about it. Tell us everything. Let's start with like, What's your favorite thing about being a content creator? My favorite thing I would say is just being able to connect with so many different people from literally all over the world, like not even just the United States, all over the world. And that includes other food bloggers. Like I've become friends with so many of them and chatted about the transition with them, which has been super helpful because they can provide all their advice. But also with my followers and my community, it's so interesting to see like how similar we all are. I mean, obviously we are so unique and have our humanly differences, but we're also so similar and we, at the core of it all, like we go through a lot of the same things. And I think in the last few years with COVID, it's felt really isolating at times but having this page has made me feel like I have just a ton of friends like virtual friends and they get me and they'll always be there for me and we can connect over our shared struggles I guess I love that that's so cool I couldn't have met that's obviously what Court and I are trying to build here is like a community of friendship yeah you're doing it (laughs) thank you that's so it. kind. We'd love to follow in your footsteps. Yes. <laughs> but honestly, like, we have reignited or honestly just, like, started a friendship mm-hmm. because of this community that you've built. Ash and I have been a part of it, following you along. And then we really connected with Maddie through the Sunday Setup, which we've talked about a bunch. Just knowing that you have a passion project and know that you're doing something amazing and something beyond, like, your immediate world and self. I don't even know, like how many relationships do you feel like you have with random people on Instagram? I feel like we don't even have a a big following by any means, but 
people do reach out and it's like the people that you least expect or it's like these people that are in completely different parts of the world and you're like wait how do you know us how is this happening what is that like for you absolutely I know you've talked about this on old podcasts about how it's so interesting to see who comes out of the woodwork and like wants to like be friends all of a sudden and that's happened with me too like just rekindling friendships with high school people and whatnot but also I've had a few people who are coming to town like actually this Wednesday I'm meeting up with someone who it who ran the Boston Marathon so she was here and she's like want to grab lunch like I've never met her like never talked on the phone with her but it's so cool to just meet people who share similar interests and who have been following along that's so cool so going off of all these people that are in your community is it overwhelming to have your dms just be flooded like do you answer every single dm or have you gotten (laughs) to the point where it's just not even possible i i think it's the same thing with texts is that like i always look at them and i'm like oh i got i gotta get to that in like a minute and then you forget and then it falls down to the bottom but i do try to respond to all of them like sometimes i'm just not super timely about it and yeah it's important to me to like stay connected with my community I remember one time someone messaged me I think it was it was like for bonus points of a giveaway like message me why you like my account or something and she sent me such a thoughtful message and I was like oh I appreciate you being here like that means a lot to me and she was like oh my gosh fangirling that you responded and I was like what like do people actually think I'm famous or something (laughs) like I'm just so normal that it like blows my mind to think that people think I'm like better which I'm not at all like I'm not better than the average human (laughs) I get that and do you think that or how would you define your timeline I know we already talked about growth but more so you have grown pretty fast especially since you quit corporate Mm -hmm. America and how long ago is that a month and a half there's no way I think February 28th was my last day what she's doubled her numbers on Instagram <laughs> in a month and a half and do you think that's in part why it's like really hard to conceptualize too Cause yeah it's like yeah because it's just a number to you like you don't really realize it's hard to fathom that there are real people on the other side of it yeah like I think especially given how social media used to be where it was like a slow burn of growth. Yes. Those people, the food bloggers who are like high level now, they like had to work so hard to get there. And not that I didn't work hard, but it just came so fast that like it hasn't set in for me yet. It's still like a pinch me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I guess from their perspective, they might not know how, like the followers might not know how quickly it happened. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I just feel like two months ago I was public accounting girly and <laughs> here I am. It's wild. That's so crazy. It is. You're kind of living the dream out here. <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle used to always tell me, even when I had like a thousand followers, he goes, it's exponential. Like it compounds, it compounds. And he's a big, like stock guy, so huge stock guy. But, um, he always used to say it compounds and I never believed him. I was just like, you're being annoying. You're just trying to be like supportive, which like grateful for you. But like, it's not what I wanted to hear in the moment. And now I'm like, wow, he was so right. It's so true. And like, once people see that you're followed 
by like other big food bloggers oh, i think yeah. that's also like an incentive to follow I don't know absolutely it like sense. gives you credibility more yeah yeah and i don't know ashley did you just hear manifestation <laughs> oh my god i think i did hear that someone else believing in you that's so close to you and just tells you every day that something is going to happen that you somewhat believe it and then it actually comes true you love to hear it. Kyle sounds like an incredible supporter and a number one boyfriend award goes to him. <laughs> He's amazing. He would probably be like, I don't manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's, I'm so woo woo like that. And he's like, no, like, no, he's like, not like he doesn't emotionally reflect in the way that I do. So yeah, there's two ends of the spectrum (laughs) with social media. There's, it's very glamorized sometimes. And I, I think there's a million people that would kill to be in your shoes right now. But with that and all of these people following you, there's so many opinions that people for whatever reason feel entitled to. So can you give us some, you don't even have to do examples, but just maybe talk about the cons that have come with taking this on. I would say, honestly, I don't get that much hate. And when I do, it's just like, you can tell it's obvious trolls like commenting on the amount of saturated fat I'm consuming. Like (laughs) what? Why do you care? Or the people who are like, this video makes me nauseous and they don't really get to me at this point because I think I've gotten so many of them. I'm kind of numb to it. And like I said, they're just obviously trolls. Biggest con for me, I would say is that there's no, there's no distinct line between work and your life especially like if you want to have a really strong community you want to have a personal presence on there and like open up and share things that aren't just food related so that blurs the lines even more it's like when do I cut myself off at the end of the day when do I make sure that I'm doing things that are just for me or like just for my relationship rather than for content you know what I mean like sometimes I just want to have a basic meal like pasta out of a box with some red sauce and like it's not always super crazy glamorous like what you see in my feed and that's okay and I think that's super important to post about too because I feel like there is such a pressure to or at least nowadays like authenticity is what resonates with people and so I think if you share that other people would love you even more and I feel like you've also dabbled in kind of explaining more of who you are as a person and humanized Munchin with Maddie and that's going to build your community further. Yeah I've definitely been trying more but it's also scary because once you've built a community that you know really resonates with your food videos it's scary to break out of that because you know it works so well But yeah, I'm more than food. And I think too much of anything is a bad thing. So like if I'm only focused on food 24-7, like just internally in my mind, like that's not super healthy for me. And I want to be able to have a space that I can open up and talk about other things on my mind and other hard stuff too. Like I really enjoy talking about the hard stuff and not in a negative way. Like, I think sometimes I do this series called, like, what do I call it? (laughs) What's Wrong Wednesday? And it's just like, what are you struggling with right now? And we kind of bond over those type of things. And maybe from some people's perspective, it seems like negative or like heavy. 
But for me, I see it as like reflective and like growth. Like opportunities to know you're not alone and to grow and like have these tangible things that moving forward you can do to just add like a little extra happiness to your life. It's a normalized feeling. It's 2022. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's, that also just takes away from the whole highlight reel that Instagram is. Like I think people really appreciate seeing that side of things and getting to know you. When did you start maybe showing more of yourself to your audience. Cause I feel like that, like you said, that is a really big step. If you just yeah. go from all food content to start opening up by yourself. So I actually feel like I shared a lot at the beginning when like it was literally just my friends following. Cause I didn't feel nervous at all. Well, actually it's kind of nuanced because when people who are close to you follow, it feels weird to open up about things. Cause yeah. I don't know, like, I don't want my dad knowing about like my period or something, you know, yeah. you don't have to include that if you don't want to, yeah. but, <laughs> um, <laughs> so in a way it's scary to have people, you know, following and watching, but also it's like those kind of people probably aren't going to unfollow type of thing. If you say something wacky or share a little too much, but then as it's grown, I'm almost like, worried that people are just going to drop off the face of the earth if I start talking about things that aren't related to food and I know at the end of the day that's the numbers aren't what matters and it's my platform I should be able to share what I want I guess hell yeah yeah me and I talk about this all the time um in reference to you can do both like it's very obvious from the analytic side of things like what performs better when it comes to different topics and what performs best is, or at least what we've seen so far is like anything that's dating related or anything that like peaks up the ears of men who maybe potentially want to date girls like us or just like are genuinely curious or ex boyfriends or mans. Like, I don't know. Like we literally see double the numbers on episodes that are referencing that, but that is not what we want to talk about all the time. Like there's so much more we want to be who we are and what we've come to terms with is we need to be us and then people like us will eventually come and it doesn't need to be an overnight success. And I think that's where you're going to build that community that lasts for a really long time. So I would, not that I have any grounds to like give advice on this topic, but from what I've seen and what I've heard from like other podcasts and what we're trying to do and what I think is working is just being who you are and like what's meant to follow will follow. Yeah, exactly. I think the analytics can give you like a high almost. Yeah. It's like, I'm almost starting to wonder if I have like an addictive personality. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't say addictive, more like obsessive, like an obsessive personality. So like those analytics, you should see her eyebrows raise when she says that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just so interesting. Like you can totally geek out on them. But then you have to, like, disassociate. Like, your value is not correlated with the numbers and whatnot and just do whatever makes you happy. So I love that you guys are doing that, and I think it totally shines through in all your episodes. You you just sound like you're having fun. Aw, 
Maddie, you're so sweet. <laughs> For those that didn't listen to other episodes, um, do it. Maddie, <laughs> do it. And Maddie is the one I was talking about that was my girl crush. So today, I think, was what the first honor. time we've ever actually talked in person. No? I know. Yeah. Isn't that I wild? I hugged Maddie when she walked in the door. And after I hugged her, I was like, oh my God, wait, I think this is my first time I've ever <laughs> seen her in person. That's so wild. I didn't even have her number. I had to text Courtney for it. Yeah. Because I was like, you're so sweet for mentioning me. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of fangirling happening in this club right now. There is. So having a food account, food can be a very touchy, sensitive subject for a lot of followers and people. Um, how do you navigate other people's, like, I don't know, being sensitive around that topic? And then also what has your journey with food been like? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned at the beginning how, like, at one point I was macro tracking and, like, I guess I'll just include a trigger warning, but I had always been very small my whole life, just, like, a very tiny human, didn't have to worry about anything that I ate, but honestly, I wanted to be, like, a curvier human, you know? Everyone was, like, growing into themselves, and I just wasn't. And when I started weightlifting and macro tracking, I could, I started to see that I could control how my body looked through these actions. And that was once again, a high for me. I got super into that and was feeling confident in myself. And that kind of continued the loop on and on. And then I flipped to other side of the spectrum where I was like still eating super healthy, but in a different definition of healthy. And now I am where I am today where I kind of am really just trying hard to not think about it as much as I used to, which is obviously difficult given the fact that I'm a food blogger. And so like that's what my life and career revolve around. But I just think food, my personal philosophy right now is that food shouldn't be on people's mind 24-7. Like that's not a healthy indicator and you can do both <laughs> love that say it like, again for the people in the back <laughs> i easily fall into like this all or nothing mindset or like black and white mindset and i feel like oh my my doctor suggested maybe going gluten-free would help with my stomach issues so i have to be 100 percent gluten-free all the time no cheating whatsoever i have to pass up on opportunities to get pizza with my boyfriend because i'm bettering my health but like that just made me sad and like you shouldn't have to miss out on opportunities because you can't eat well unless you're like severely allergic but like you like you shouldn't pass up on opportunities if you just think this might be helping you but like you don't actually know so that's what I've been kind of having a realization about even just within the last like two weeks since being on vacation vacation is needed for the mind body soul yes and like it really makes you reflect like you don't think you have any problems until you go on vacation you're like wow (laughs) like I need to chill (laughs) I need to let go of my obsessive control over my routine Mm -hmm. including food including exercise including just like being in my physical house things like that like once again, life is too short and you just can't stress too much about being so regimented. 
Maddie, you're so wise. Like I'm sitting I'm not. here like, listening to you, the way that you form your thoughts. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm, this is a really good point here. Yeah. Also, Maddie's younger than Ash and I. Not by much. It really doesn't mean much of anything, but it is just funny to think, too. And I think that's why we didn't really know each other in college. Um, but you would never know. She's 23 years old. So I've wise. I've always felt like a grandma at heart. Like, I don't know. I think I just am meant to be old. Yeah, you have an old soul for sure. I, I do. I'm like very much a homebody, at, like to bed at 9 p.m. <laughs> Girl, All that is me. We are the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that touched on your experiences with food and your relationship and how that's kind of evolved and I just feel like everyone has such a different definition of health and what that looks like for them but I'm curious to know since you're building a community around that do people look to you for like any sort of guidance or like do you get any sort of like criticism around being this person that you don't even like preach that you're necessarily like this health food account, but just out of curiosity as to what that looks like. Cause with all the pro- pros of social media, I feel like there's cons as well. And I'm just curious because I've heard other food bloggers talk about it and you're so new to the scene and precious. Like if anyone's coming at you, let me know and I'm going after them. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I do think that there's a little bit of a toxic trend going on right now in social media where influencers are almost becoming like dietitians. Yeah, like nutritionist dietitians. They're not actually certified or anything, but just because they have this like status and clout, they feel like they can give advice about nutrition. And I'm trying really hard to not do that at all and make it very clear to my followers. Like I am not here to tell you what to eat. I'm not here to share what I eat in a day either because why does that, why do you care? Like why does that relate to you? everybody every everybody's body (laughs) everyone's body is so different and like there's so many unique factors that will determine what you need to what will feel good to you so yeah I've just been trying to like stay neutral like it's honestly hard to navigate the actual wording of it because obviously healthy is very much like a clickbait term yeah and it's also subjective yeah it's so subjective and it's really tempting to put on things just slap on healthy and like then you're like oh I'm bound to get like 10,000 more views but I want to keep it more of like a neutral space in that yes my food is made with more nourishing ingredients and perhaps it'll make you feel better but like there's always room for the real stuff too and you can do both (laughs) I'm the spokeswoman yeah (laughs) um yeah so just trying to find that balance honestly it's kind of an everyday thing that I'm working on well I love it and you're not getting too much hate that's basically what I need to know if I need to go after people I don't think I'm getting that much hate and I think it's because you're you're going about it the way that you are and you're not preaching that you know all of this and that you are telling people what to do it's like this is what I eat. I like it. And that's that. Yeah. I'm also really happy that you're not getting hate. I was honestly expecting you to come on here and be like, oh my God. Yeah. People are so mean just because I'll get comments on like my TikToks and people are so mean. TikTok is like, that's actually so ugly. I'm like, oh my God, what's ugly? My outfit. I like, (laughs) 
<laughs> my five likes? Why are you commenting this? Like, you're the only comment on my page. So I could only imagine oh with like 60,000 plus followers. So very I happy think about TikTok that. TikTok is a different world. Like, people are just ruthless on TikTok. I don't know why. And honestly, there's I've been trying to kind of like repost things on TikTok and like get into it a little bit more. But I just feel like my personality is not a TikTok personality. Like, I'm too much of an old woman. Don't understand all the trends. It's a lot. It's yeah. very overwhelming. You're killing it. Like, you're going to be an influencer before I know it. You know, half of me wants to just go all in on it. But then I will go down holes and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend all my time scrolling through. Yeah. It takes so long if I wanted to do, like, the vlog style because that's the content that I'm actually proud of like mm-hmm. you said it takes you three plus hours to make a reel whenever court and i do our reels it takes so long and then if anything i'll get like disappointed if i like take so long to post something so i'm trying not to even consider that option i just remembered that like takeaway from about 40 minutes ago <laughs> one of them was that it's the content that you least expect to hit And it's like the content that you took literally 15 seconds to throw together. And then it's like, why couldn't the video that I spent three hours to make, like, why couldn't that pop off? I talk about this every single day. It literally blows my mind. You cannot predict the algorithm no matter what, which is like a little bit anxiety inducing for sure, but also exciting. Yeah. Because never know. Yeah. So now I'll have a video that like, Obviously, I don't put out any recipes that I'm not proud of, but like there's recipes obviously that I like more than others and or just like the video itself. So sometimes I'm like doubting myself. I don't want to post it. It doesn't look good enough or up to my standards, but I'm like, you know, I'm just going to post it anyways, just in case. And then that's the one that ends up going viral. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I saw this thing on TikTok. It was like a quote, obviously, that stuck in my brain. And it was like, you're only one video away from going viral. Like, post the damn video. And it's like, damn. That's honestly like a good metaphor for life. Right? You know, like you're only one step away from whatever. Like, just do it. Don't have any regrets. Don't overthink it. Just go for it. Send it. I love it. I have a question for you. Do you have a favorite recipe or a favorite video on your page that like you're just so particularly proud of or you go back to and you make all the time or you go back and you rewatch it? Okay, so like I was saying, usually the videos I like the most don't perform as well. But this video in particular was one that I loved. I was so excited to post it. And then it actually did go viral. So I was like, yes, like I was rooting for you. Um, It's the Thai quinoa salad. I posted it like two or three weeks ago. It's just really good and fresh. And I feel like it's like perfect for spring and summer. And it's just, I love it. I need to try it. And we'll be linking out to the video (laughs) so everyone can try it as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so I feel like we kind of finished up our questions. I want us to do like a rapid fire round with you of just like quick questions. I tried to like think of some because I just feel like it's more lighthearted. So you kind of just answered this, but what's your favorite meal you've made aside from that one? If there was one that you want to tell everyone to go to. Not going to lie. It was a sponsored post, but that pasta, vodka pasta, like 
homemade in the machine iconic i saw that and i saved it i save a bunch of your videos actually it's so good but i i don't get around to trying new recipes too much that's my focus of next week <laughs> um okay can't live without kitchen items um a sharp like good quality knife i was using such a bad one before and then i got a new set for like christmas two years ago life-changing Love that. I was using like my parents' old kitchen knives that I took here. And then my roommate, Ciara, and I finally just got a knife set after living here for a year and a couple months. Life-changing. Yeah. It's one of those things where you don't realize how bad you have it until you get that fresh new Mm -hmm. knife. And you're like, how did I ever live without it? One piece of advice you'd give someone going into the content creation space? I would say figure out your why. And write it down or just like ingrain it in your mind and return back to that whenever you're feeling like super down on yourself or hopeless or even like imposter syndrome. Like you feel like you don't deserve to be where you are. Come back to your why. And also, I think personally, if you have this option, like share your why with someone else close to you, whether that be a significant other or a parent and they can remind it to you as well because sometimes it's hard like you know you know it deep down but when you're really struggling it's hard to remind yourself of it so if you can have someone else come in and externally be like remember this is your why I love that so much. I have like tears. Is this going to be my, the first time? Say, why do I have a tear welting in my eye? <laughs> it's the first time I cry in the pod. Um, that's really good advice. Okay. Last question I have. So if you're constantly creating food, do you like meal prep? Where do the leftovers go and how do I get some? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about starting like a meal prepping service, but I don't know. I don't know if that would be like lucrative enough, but honestly we eat it all, which I feel like people just assume it goes to waste or like I throw it away. Definitely not the case. Kyle and I both have really big appetites and we're also like in our 20s we're not gonna let good food good money go to waste (laughs) so we eat it all um to be honest most of my videos are like literally our dinner like I'm making it in the moment or like my breakfast or lunch so I eat it right after or like recently I've been getting a lot more packages from brands and so I just bag up a bunch of things and send it over to friends <laughs> so if you that, ever want that's any so nice that's amazing i can't believe we're wrapping up our first guest speaker episode this is so exciting i wouldn't have wanted the laundry to be going off at the exact time that it is right now <laughs> how convenient we're gonna wait for this shingle to stop because i heard it last episode did you I didn't. It was there. I'm just going to pause for a sec. What I was saying was I could not have asked for a better guest to come on for our first little intro to the series of having guests on. You really have paved this path for yourself and it's very admirable and inspiring for people no matter the age or no matter where they are in life. But I guess we should leave off with the final question of how do you do both or lack thereof or what does doing both mean to you and much with Maddie I definitely hinted on this before how like I'm very much an all or nothing person that's just how I've grown up and very type a so 
I'm really trying to rewire my brain right now. And like, I'm trying to include the word and into all of my life. Literally in my journal, I'll be all right. I am grateful and I'm struggling, you know, like those two feelings or habits or whatever it is aren't mutually exclusive and you can have both. Mm -hmm. And that's what's cool about life, I guess. I mean, that sounds like really sappy or whatever, but I would say I'm just trying to do both literally in my whole life right now. Like I'm just trying to get out of that cycle of squeezing myself into a box and like staying there and just being content. I'm trying to branch out and just like feel all the feels, do all the things, live life. That was amazing. Period. Drops mic. Dunzo. <laughs> no one can say anything better to wrap that up. Maddie, you just completed your first podcast. How do you feel? I don't know. Like I feel good, but I'm terrified to hear it. No, no, no. That was amazing. Yeah. And honestly, that's the fun part. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> no, Courtney listens to our episodes so many times. But. I stopped listening to podcasts as much as I normally do because I listen to ours. But that's a weird thing. Anyway, um, I think you're going to be surprised by it. And you might even be inspired to Maybe. be featured on more, start your own, whatever it is. We're here for it. Thanks for having me. Thank I feel so, so honored to be the first. Like, what? We are Why honored me? to have you. You're amazing. Thank you are incredible. You. Come back anytime. I know. This apartment's so cute. Oh, thank you. And with that, should we do focuses of the week? My focus of the week is to have more patience with myself and with my family who I'm going to be traveling with. There's going to be a lot going on. My family, we're not great, or we're not synergistic when we travel. There's a mix of high stress, low stress, chill, whatever. Um, so just allowing myself patience and as well as them and to cherish the moments that we have to be together because I'm visiting Las Vegas and Arizona. Those are my next two stops in my nomadic life. So stay tuned, everyone. Exciting stuff. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Maddie, do you want to go? Sure. So my focus of the week, which has been my focus for like ever since I got back from vacation, is just to like channel vacation vibes into my everyday life. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like just chill and I don't know, stop being such a high strung human. I feel that. (laughs) Um, my focus of the week is I want to clean up my closet because I have a couple trips coming up and I started to do that, you know, spring clean the closet and I've already had like 10 Poshmark orders, which is just so motivating now that I know people are actually going to buy stuff. Um, and it just feels so good to declutter. So springtime for summer is such a good time to do that. So I think that'll be my focus. And with that, I think we've wrapped up the episode. Maddie, do you have any farewells do you have anything last that you want to say uh I don't think so I'm just so grateful to be on and hopefully it turns out good (laughs) (laughs) it will all right bye guys ciao bye (laughs) (laughs) buddy that was amazing that was really really great no that was so good that was so good I feel like